I have it all figured out. It's an 18-hour trip, which breaks down into six shifts of three hours each, or alternatively, we could break it down by mileage. There's a, there's a map on the uh, visor that I've marked to show the locations where we can change shifts. Great. No, I don't like to eat between meals. I'll roll down the window. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. I am your host, Peter. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are going back to 1989, so a retro review here. Um, We just recently had the new year, and so I thought it'd be fitting to do When Harry Met Sally. And joining me on this review, the Marie to my Jess, is Justine from the Cutaways Podcast. Hey, Justine. Hi, I can't believe you remembered that. (laughs) How could I forget? How could I forget? (laughs) Well, you are one half of the cutaways. Uh, You know, your guys' show, I truly love. I, you know, you guys have been on here uh, a number of times, but for those that have uh, maybe missed those episodes, can you talk about your show? Yes, the Cutaways podcast, we review romantic comedies in chronological order, which seems weird to people, I guess. But hey, we're studying and evaluating the genre. We are both uh, working film editors in Hollywood. So hey, we're just uh, taking this dumb, quote, dumb genre seriously and taking it to task. And you know, it's not always great, but we're having fun. It's a slumber party. Yay. Yeah, that's... um. That's a newer slogan or catch. Well, you know, the whole sleepover <laughs> thing, I think, is a, a, a kind of a newer thing for you guys. Um, but no, you guys are clearly experts on the genre. You know, I thought, uh, again, it would just be fitting to uh, have you on here. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this. This might be a bit of a breaking news, but this is the first time I've seen this movie. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when you guys made that joke, I had to YouTube a clip of Marie and Jess to kind of see what we were talking about there. I had a, I had an idea, you know. Uh-huh. I was just like, oh, you know, it must be this uh, this couple that just gets along and just gets each other or something. And I watched it mm-hmm. and I go, yeah, just about right. <laughs> so That's us. Yeah, so this is the first time I had ever seen this uh, this movie for this review. So I've, I've seen it the one time. I wish I could have watched it again. Um, but before we get into the movie, uh, for anybody that is tuning in for the first time, a thing I like to do on the show is kind of take a look back at the weekend of this movie's release. Um, I don't know if this is showing my age, uh, maybe I was too young, but the number one song at the time of the release was If You Don't Know Me By Now by Simply Red. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Is that on any of the uh like, you know, uh 80s movies back then or something? Maybe it's the, the the title sounds familiar. Like if it's what I'm thinking of, I'm like that that really sounds familiar. Like it it's it's a hot song. Hmm. Yeah. No? Yeah. I the title alone, it's it I say it every time. If I play it, I'm sure I'll know it. 
You know,、yeah. I'm huge into the 80s music and stuff like that. But I mean, it was like number one for only a week. So. Oh, may I have it wrong? Probably. I, I don't, don't know. know. Perhaps a one hit wonder. We, we don't know. But、uh, yeah. I'm sure the listeners are yelling.、Um, <laughs> the, they do. The only two songs worth noting that also came out this、uh, very same weekend is Shag the Movie and also UHF. Oh, classics, cult classics. Yeah, UHF, I feel like I've seen that. I know it's Weird Al and Shag. I think I saw that in elementary school or middle school. I have not seen Shag, but my roommate has been getting, trying to get me to watch it. She has it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, it's a musical,、uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Phoebe Cates, I think she's in that one.、Mm. I, yeah, I, I it totally sounds up my alley. Like, I should watch it. I should watch yeah, it. <laughs> I like me some musicals. I should revisit it, perhaps、yeah. on the show on a later date. Yeah, you know I love musicals. Yeah. So, all right. So, When Harry Met Sally,、uh, this one was directed by Rob Reiner and written by Nora Ephron. So, this is the second movie of hers that I've done on the show.、Uh, the first being Sleepless in Seattle. Shout outs to Hannah of Film Rose, who was the、Woo! guest on that one. Yeah. Also,、uh, fellow、uh, Lady, Lady Pod, Pod Squad. Squad. That's right. <laughs> so, now,、uh, Justine, this movie. Uh, many people have called this a, a New Year's movie, which I, I, after watching it, clearly two pivotal things happen on New Year's、uh, in this movie. But is this, a, is this one you watch、um, often? Because I, I feel this is also a movie that people associate with, like in the pantheon of rom coms. Like this is the go to. Yes. This is the best rom com of all time. And you take that from me. I'm the expert.、Um, yes, I believe you. I believe <laughs> you. You. Ha- you have to. Like, you have to. I'm the expert.、Um, I do. Yes.、Uh, yeah, it is a New Year's movie for sure. Like, I, you asked me, you're like, hey, you want to do this podcast? When Harry was telling me, I'm like, oh, I just watched this. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Now, what is it、um, about this movie? Because I, it was kind of hard for me to not kind of think. Back to Sleepless in Seattle while watching this movie. You know, I'm thinking, like, well, obviously,、um, uh, Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan have great chemistry in here. And I'm like, oh gosh, I haven't seen You've Got Mail in so long, which, you know, I definitely do want to revisit. But with Sleepless in Seattle, they spend very little time together. So, what is it about this particular movie that makes it the best one? I think it has to do with the collaboration of Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron. They both worked on the script to capture the voices of men and women. And I think it's got that very even tone that way. Also, I love the themes of the movie of getting to know each other as friends first. Nora Ephron, as you notice in her movies, is very much about that theme of friendship. And just a classic kind of rom com trope of meeting people at the wrong time. Yeah, absolutely. And、uh, I really,、um, I'm really glad that you brought up the, the, the themes of friendship because、uh, one thing I did notice from her two movies that I've seen are the, 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 the best friends. You know, like、mm-hmm. in this case, you know, we have uh, uh, Jess Fisher played by Bruno Kirby. And also, of course,、um, is General, General Organa, right?、Yes. Uh, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher as Marie. And、um, again, Sleepless in Seattle, I keep bringing it up because this is, you know, Nora Ephron. But、uh, in there, I really enjoy Rob Reiner as the best friend and also Rosie O'Donnell.、Mm-hmm. Um, 
in this one, yeah, I I love it when the you know when the the leads are paired up with their best friends. Those are probably some of the um, the most hilarious scenes too. Like the one that comes to mind just right off the bat, no pun intended, is when <laughs> when uh, uh, Harry Harry mm-hmm. and Jess are both um, just at the batting cage. That's really funny. They even throw in like some little kid who wanted to you know, uh, play along too. So I, I had a lot of fun yeah. with this. Do you know uh, uh, Billy Crystal had to bat left-handed for that scene so they can both face the opposite way? You know, I wondered if he was just left-handed. No, so, he no, just I did totally did it. <laughs> wow. Did So did he actually hit anything? I, I don't know. If yeah. Like movie magic. Okay. He, he's he got some talents, that guy. He, he's throwing cards into hats and everything. Yeah, I think I think he'll be all right. I think he's got a future. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Huh? What about in comedy? You think you think that's got legs there? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think a little he, bit. Yeah, a little bit. He's he's kind of funny. <laughs> so I watched this with my son, uh, who is now seventeen. When I started this podcast, he was thirteen, going on fourteen. I think he did like it, but he didn't. You know, I don't think he was so enthused to continue watching it you know I, I think he did kind of look down on his phone a few times but he did chuckle at some parts uh, I really did wanted to get his perspective just like hey is this a movie you think you'd watch with your girlfriend you know mm. um, and I was hoping to maybe get uh, maybe some some titles that he would say he would rather watch over this you know just kind of c- compare um, but yeah, no, th- for whatever reason, this is just a movie that I completely missed uh, growing up. Um, I did during the watching of this movie. I asked him if he recognized Billy Crystal's voice. And it took him about halfway through the movie, which he said Mike from uh, oh, Monsters, wow. Inc. Yeah, so he does know <laughs> that. Uh, he's a huge Monsters, Inc. slash University uh, fan there. Um, okay, so the uh, kind of already mentioned our main characters. I just kind of want to start off in the very beginning when they do first meet. Um, And, you know, this is kind of on my mind as well, but this movie, When Harry Met Sally, what I thought this movie was this whole time was just this this great couple and just their first meeting. And then that's it. It was just a regular love story. So I had no idea that it was a a quote-unquote friendship that spanned over, you know, over a decade. Um, Mm -hmm. But... Can you tell me, like, or what are your thoughts on these these talking heads, these older couple that they keep intercutting in and out? Because my son thought that they were going to be different characters that they were going to meet throughout the movie. I go, no, I think that's just just random old couples sharing their meet cute. Yeah, it's it's a very cool what they do of having the the older couples, which I believe they are real stories, but are being portrayed by actors. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, it's 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 really interesting, and it's a great, I think, breather to break up the the passing of time in the movie, but still like get you like in that, huh? Huh? That's what it makes me feel like, huh? You know, like, oh, that's a cute story, and it's just like all the different ways that people can fall in love or meet. You guys, this is what you get from the cutaways. Like, you know, you learn things. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I never saw it that way, obviously, but uh, I do like that. Uh, my favorite couple is the one where, like, the man keeps talking and then his wife, they're, they're like, talking at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, it's so, it, it feels so rehearsed, but I think that's, um, 
it just shows that they maybe tell the story over and over and over. Uh, I think it is really cute, though. Uh, but in the very beginning, when Harry does meet Sally, I thought it was interesting that, you know, um, Harry is dating this woman who happens to be Sally's friend. And then they have to take a road trip back to New York because they graduated from college. Yes, they graduated in Chicago, but are both moving to New York. Yeah, so I thought this this entire car ride, uh, it, it goes on for a while, actually, but I find it very interesting. I, I don't know how I was feeling about this, but with uh, Harry trying to get to know Sally, he does a lot of reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. Like, what did he do in college or what did he study? It has nothing to do with that, does it? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I actually can't recall what he studied. I know she was doing journalism. Yeah, she's a journalist. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah, no, I just thought that was an interesting choice to have him play reverse psychology and just to have her kind of, you know, fall for it too. Yeah, I love the physicality in this scene the most. Even though they're both like stuck in a car, you can see like how uptight she is already. Like immediately you look at her, you know, she she's uptight and he's like, right off the bat is like ass you know he's just like totally like invading her space and spitting out the oh, window that was hilarious <laughs> yes <laughs> and just he's very abrasive like right off the bat yeah, yeah typical male yeah yeah uh i didn't think he was making a pass I, I think he was just you know one of those things that maybe he didn't quite know the boundaries of what he can actually speak to her about um, and so she takes it as a pass. So, yeah, I do like that opening scene. Um, I think my favorite is actually the second encounter. You know, first at the airport where Harry gets off a plane and he sees somebody that he recognizes. And that man happens to be dating uh, Sally. Mm -hmm. And she, I, I really like how she's trying to, like, avoid eye contact. But then he recognizes her face. And then we cut to the airplane where she's like sitting there and his head just kind of like pops oh out. Oh my from like God, it just totally does. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and then he remembers exactly where, you know, they knew each other. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I just love that. And like the guy next to Sally, he's like, do you, do you want to sit here? And she said, no. And he's like, yeah. What was great about that was because um, in that previous scene, Joe, I think, was her fiance. Right? Yes, in that? Joe. Or were they, or they were just dating. They had or? just. They had been going out a month at that point. Okay. And she was, let's see, she, wasn't she trying to remember her friend's name? Yes. Right. And then on the plane, like, he uh, didn't think, remember. Right. And she makes a comment to that. And I was just, I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was so funny. Um, yeah. But I think the funniest joke is also from the scene where I don't know if it was, you know, maybe you know, but uh, whether it was Billy Crystal, um, improvising or it was actually written but i think he says something like the white man's uh um overbite overbite yeah and then he does his like little shimmy with the overbite Dance. i thought it was the most funniest <laughs> thing so funny so funny i i don't know why i've never heard that before <laughs> isn't that crazy like you know for for this movie for it being such a big deal i i can't think of there's there's only one thing that I knew about this movie was the orgasm scene. Right, yes. That's all I know. Really? Yeah, so that overbite, that joke, it just when I 
like <laughs> when he does it, I I couldn't stop laughing. We quote this movie in my family a lot. Like literally, I was just home for Christmas and my sister made pecan pie and my dad said I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. <laughs> oh right, I do remember that uh, <laughs> that that scene. Uh, because they're doing it in the in the voice. Yes, I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. Yeah. Pecan pie. That was a really cute scene too. Because uh, that yeah, one we'll, was we'll improvised. Oh, sorry. Oh, really? Oh, mm. no, no, no worries. No worries. <laughs> we find out Harry is divorcing, and this is when uh, Sally is like talking to Marie, and I love this too because Marie's oh, this like is the uh, next jump in time. Oh, is it? Okay, so they're at the bookstore, and like Marie catches. Harry kind of just like looking over. Yeah, someone is watching you in personal growth. <laughs> I think it's great because Sally starts telling her uh, how she doesn't like him or what kind of guy he is. Yeah. And then he just steps in in the frame, it, you know, says hello. And then uh, Marie's like leaving too. Yeah. She's just... like, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, gosh, it's really difficult to like talk about the scene and just not laugh about it as yeah. well. Because it's so funny. Uh, I think like, just the, the the shots, you know, the setup and all that was great too. The ed- editing editors, um, I think this was just a like not perfect storm because that's a bad thing, right? Um, just mm-hmm. a great mix of everything. Yeah, you know, you know, you, your your cast, your director, your writer. Um, I just think that uh, the the bookstore scene was great. Um, the montage of them actually dating because she asks him out, right? to dinner or does he they're they're friends okay they're hanging out as friends <laughs> yeah because uh, that's the thing because i know it kind of jumps around and um i know at one point she does ask him out to dinner or lunch yeah but at that at that point they are just they are friends until like that kissing happens so it's like they never actually date right like okay i, I feel they like just hang he, out they do just hang out um and they are like ha- Harry goes on those dates with all those other women, you know. Right, and that's when she was like really reluctant to tell him that that she had a date, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he was like really happy for her, and I think this is when he we get a little bit more of Jess, and you know he's uh, Harry's telling Jess how he can just tell her anything, mm-hmm. and I, I I think I can understand where Jess is coming from. He's like, well. Wait, you tell her like everything, and he feels a little excluded, a little mm-hmm. butthurt. Like, wait, how couldn't you share things with her, but not me? I'm your boy. So I really like Bruno Kirby. Like, I recognize his name, but I can't place him in in any other movie. Yeah, I know I've seen him in like a few things, but this this is what I, I know him for, and I think he's excellent in this. He's great. He's great. I think him and Marie should have like a spinoff. You know, or a sequel, you know, is just them two. I don't know. It, it Maybe it wouldn't work, but I think they're, well, I guess. Or they, we, they fight over more uh, furniture, some ugly wagon wheel oh, furniture. Gosh, the, uh, that table, mm-hmm. you know, when he comes out with the table. Um, <laughs> oh, God, it was so hilarious. So the the orgasm scene. That, yes. Oh, my gosh. So we had that. So I was watching this in my son's room with him, and I, I did warn him about that scene. And we had the door, you know, kind of open, and I think the volume was just loud enough, and it just went on so long. Like I almost told him, like, should, should we shut the door or turn it down? <laughs> but I just let it play. Like, there's nothing wrong with this yeah. scene. They're, they're, they're don't be embarrassed lunch. about it. <laughs> don't be embarrassed. He's 17 now. 
Mm-hmm. But um, what are your thoughts on this scene? Like, okay, so I guess the setup here for anyone that hasn't seen this in so long, mm-hmm. um, they they're talking about orgasm, orgasming, orgasming. Yeah. Okay, that didn't sound right. And <laughs> and and faking it, obviously. And right. um, Sally is saying that uh, uh, basically she's trying to prove him wrong that that you know women can't fake it. And boy, I I kid you not, I felt like I had a porn on. <laughs> It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. You don't think that I could tell a difference? No. Get out of here. Oh. 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 Are you okay? Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh, yeah, right there. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh. Yes. 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 she's having like, she does go a bit over the top but that's what rob reiner like really really was like you know hit the table like just really all out like and she um meg ryan was really reluctant of course filming it but you know <laughs> that's not an easy thing to do with all those people there uh mm-hmm. i loved all the the reactions uh there's one guy that looks like he was actually watching porn <laughs> You may know who I'm talking about, and I just love the the cherry on top with the woman at the end. Like I'll I'll have what she's having. Yeah, Rob Reiner's mother. <laughs> oh, is that who that was? That's hilarious. Yes. Oh man, I wonder what she thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a great scene. But um, yeah, uncomfortable, not in a bad way. But I was just like, I'm watching this with my son. But, but yeah, nothing else going on. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, just Billy Crystal's it. Billy Crystal's face at the end, though, is just perfect. He's like, okay, you win. I I, right. okay, I relinquish. The, okay. <laughs> do you know if that's the first time he had seen her do that? Like, was she saving it for, like, for an organic reaction or anything? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure. I know that they had to just do it a lot just to, like, really get the... <laughs> get it right. Get it just right. Get it right. right. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. All the interviews say like he was just looking for that very specific, like really wild, <laughs> really wild time. Well, it he got it. He got it for <laughs> sure. Um, now, okay, so they go shopping for uh, Marie and Jess. You know, they are uh, now getting married, and um, Harry runs into his ex-wife, and boy, was it mm. awkward. Uh, I like the contrast, and like so, uh, his ex-wife's new husband or Ira, yeah. I like how he's like older. He's dressed a little bit more professionally, and Harry's just standing there. And you feel really bad for him. And I like how he tried to get like the last word in. You know, like Ira. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about this scene is that it's 
played practically in silence, except for Surrey with a fringe on top playing in the background. So you get this ridiculous Broadway song and just these four people staring at each other so awkwardly. It's just, it's brilliant. (laughs) It is really good. It's so awkward and everyone's just exchanging looks. Ira's just like, it's like, is it so, that's your uh, ex-husband, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is kind of unrelated, but uh, an affair to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I remember, uh, I was just, you know, because we just did an episode on original remake, but my co-host, uh, Michael and I, we were talking about how we love that scene where um, uh, Nikki and Deborah, Mc- oh, Terry, Terry McKay. There you go. Nikki and Terry, where they're on the ship and looking at their own significant others, and they just kind of keep looking back and forth, sizing each other up, like, oh, that's... Oh, that's that's your boyfriend. Oh, oh, that's your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that, but not really. I just thought it, it's you know another good scene. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good like comparison. That. Good, yeah. yeah. Honorary yeah. cutaway. There we go. Yes, <laughs> yes. That scene, the awkwardness, uh, that leads them into having their very first fight at the uh, Jess and Marie's. Yeah, that's beautiful. I just, you know, just the way that it ends is just. I don't I think it's perfect just because they really do care about each other so much that they're just not going to get angry enough to really like hurt each other like at this point which they like totally could. Is this the part where he um asks uh to say something and he apologizes? Yeah. Yes, and that's how it ends. each other. Yeah. Yeah, he's like can I say something? I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. 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 It was really sweet. Because, you know, he, he's yelling at her of like, why haven't you opened up about Joe, huh? Because he's like, you're the, you know, you're the real picture of mental health here, you know? So he's like, like I said, they know how to hurt each other at this point. It's just right. the respect that they have, you know, they're not going to. Yeah. That's, um, they, and when I say they, I mean Nora uh, Efron and Rob Reiner. They really know how to get into the psyche of mm-hmm. you know male and female. So um, I think that really hits close to home. And I guess the other reason I wanted my son on the review was to kind of because I feel that he wouldn't really be able to relate to a lot of these. And I just wanted to get his perspective on it. But me, uh, being in my mid-30s here, I'm just all like, wow, I uh, these all sound too familiar. Yeah. You know? Don't you hate that? <laughs> just a little bit. It's like, God oh, damn you guys for knowing our lives. Yeah. <laughs> but the Pictionary, that was another hilarious mm. scene. It's a monkey. It's a monkey. A monkey see monkey do. It's, a, it's an ape. Going ape. It's a baby. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. She just said it's a baby. How about Planet of the Dopes? It doesn't look like a baby. That big mouth. Big mouth. Mick Jagger is a baby. Mm. Baby ape. Baby ape. Stop with the apes, would you uh, please? Baby's breath. Ba- baby. Rosemary's baby's baby, baby, mouth. Baby. Won't you come baby, home, Bill? Baby. Baby, baby kiss baby, the baby. baby. Melancholy baby baby's mouth. Baby fish. Baby fish mouth. Uh, baby Ethel fish Marmy. mouth. Fifteen seconds. A big oh, baby. Baby boom. Baby, draw something resembling anything. Baby, baby. I'm crying. Baby, kiss ba- ba- the baby. Uh, baby spitting up. Exorcist baby. Die. Baby. baby. Yes, sir. That's my baby. No, sir. Don't mean maybe. That's it. Time's up. Baby talk. Baby talk. What, what's that? That's not a saying. Oh, but baby fish mouth is sweeping the nation. I feel, my son was asking about that too. He's like, did did you get it? Did you know it was baby talk? I go. 
Well, no, I think that was the point of the scene. Like, I, I think they were like directed to just be really bad at it. And I just, I thought it was a great, another great mm. scene. Baby fish mouth. <laughs> he, was so, he was so confident that was it, too. <laughs> that was Baby great. fish mouth sweeping the nation. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I really like that. Uh, this is where uh, they're dating other people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sally finds out Joe is getting married and now she's hurt. Oh, yeah. Because it's really sad because she mentions that um, he told her he didn't want to get married and she oh. feels like it's just not just not to her. Oh, yeah. Th- that's 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 like a I feel that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible because she's not even like Walter, you know, in Sleepless in Seattle. There's nothing wrong with her except for she likes her food in a particular way. Yeah. High maintenance. She's low maintenance. Who th- wait, she's high maintenance who thinks she's low maintenance. Yes. Right. There we go. <laughs> I, f- I see nothing else. Uh, you know, that's that's really it. Yeah. But I guess maybe to some men, that's more than enough. I don't know. Just maybe we, we don't we only see Joe the one time. And it's just, you know, maybe they probably didn't have a connection. I mean, she's got the connection with Harry. You, you can just do the yeah. whole like, well, they were meant to be together. Right. Uh, OK, I, I got you there. So. This is where things get difficult for them because uh, the sex ruined it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like a, like a rebound. I don't want to call it a rebound because I don't. She, we're not getting that from from her facial reactions and stuff. I feel like it just kind of it makes it real. You know, they they love they they already loved each other. You know, right. it's not something that they maybe consciously knew. Because it wasn't like any sort of relationship that they had before because they were friends and they trusted each other. You know, the only thing that wasn't a part of it from being like a romantic relationship was was the sex, you know, and now they had it. And it's just like, what are we? So it was just I feel like that's the end of it, it was OK. So what does this make us? Does this change everything? Did I lose my friend? Like. <laughs> I feel like they were so good at communicating too, and for Harry to kind of just be so short with her, and then well, that's the thing. Then they stopped communicating. Yeah, and then he just got up and left, and hey, dinner tonight, or yeah, it's like wow, hmm. And even at that dinner, they weren't even talking at all. No, and he avoids having an actual conversation about it. Yeah, it's diff- It's a difficult thing. <laughs> God, it's. It's uh, I don't know what to say because Meg Ryan is such a gem. Like I love I love I have loved Meg Ryan since I was a kid. You know, I uh, Inner Space was my first Meg Ryan movie. Oh. Um, and you know what? I thought she looked a lot like Alicia Silverstone in this movie, like in many scenes. It's because of her long hair, but they mm-hmm. have a very similar smile. No, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, there were many many points where I'm like, that could be Alicia Silverstone right there. But yeah, she has a great smile and makes me want to just punch Harry in the face a little bit <laughs> for the way he treats her. Yeah. So so we got New Year's Eve. Oh, we kind of skipped over the, the, the first New Year's that uh, they actually kissed. And I like the way uh, that very first kiss was uh, played out mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, I kind of want to. And I know I can tell you kind of want to, but we know that if we do, it won't be good. And we're just like, hey, hey, you know what? Hey, happy New Year's and a little smooch there. It's a friend kiss. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was sweet. And now this one right here, really sad. There's a lot of people. They're in the middle of the room. And they have a really, like, it's a good, it's a good fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just well written and everything. At the wedding? Are you talking about the fight at the wedding? I feel it was a New Year's. I think it's at the end, right? Where he's kind of like walking. Wasn't he walking by himself? And because yes. he didn't have a date. Yes. Right? At the yeah. at the he does. Oh, I missed a I missed a wedding part. Yeah. <laughs> they do fight at the wedding, and that's they the do after. fight at the wedding. Yeah, that was uh, interesting too. That there was a wedding without a rehearsal because you get the sense that that's the first time they're seeing each other was during the ceremony. Yeah, it was. It was a really quick wedding too. <laughs> It really was. But no, yeah, I, I was talking about the, the actual fight at the okay. New Year's party because he was telling her, well, she was just like, oh, it's it's heartbreaking because she's she's like, Harry, you're only here because you were lonely. You know, yeah. you, you, you didn't have anybody else. And I mean, like, I wouldn't really call it a fight. I would call it a confession. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair. So he comes there to to profess his love for her. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. You see? That is just like you, Harry. You say things like that and you make it impossible for me to hate you. And I hate you, Harry. And then she's just like, no, this is not, you know, in my head, this is not how this goes. And he's just like, well, but, you know, I know, we know. (laughs) Right. I think to her, it was kind of like, yeah, he's confessing, but to her, it was almost like that breakup. You know, it's it, it was almost like. We're too toxic for each other. This isn't going to work. And he's, I mean, like you said, it's a confession. But uh, I thought it was really sweet, but it was also kind of heartbreaking, you know, coming from her, mm-hmm. you know, th- thinking, her thinking that he's just being lonely. Um, there, there are lots of ways you can interpret this monologue at the end. And I feel like the more you watch it, the different kinds of ways you can view it and it's a little bit controversial because she says like well because i hate you i hate you and does her hate really mean love sort of thing and it's just i think so yeah she she does they they do love each other and i know she's saying that like she hates him but it's she's afraid of getting hurt. everybody's afraid of getting hurt you know of course yeah absolutely i thought they both did a hell of a job, especially Meg Ryan. I think she really sold it. I, I really felt, you know, that she was really hurt, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, and and I'm sure she felt extremely used as well, you know, uh, waking yes. up and he was already getting dressed. Yeah. Um, they were on different wavelengths, you know, when they've been connecting all these years. I know. It's exactly like people have hurt me, but how could you have hurt me? <laughs> like, 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 you know better. You yeah. Know? You, you were there when I told you about Joe. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I feel, obviously, she probably felt betrayed as well. So all types of feels. So I think that scene was definitely earned for her. Do you know, I, I didn't get a chance to read up, but do you know any other fun trivia about this movie? Oh man, there's a lot of fun trivia which which you should read up and everybody should read up. Um 
just reminded me again of the the proud to partake of my of your pecan pie scene. You can see if you watch the the like the medium shot the OTS on Meg Ryan when she's like looking like flustered and she looks off camera she's actually looking at Rob Reiner and Rob Reiner is just like go go with it go with it and you see her immediately snap back into the scene of like I would be proud to partake you know so there's like a couple of like those kinds of moments in the movie I like that yeah I'm definitely gonna have to look it up I I feel like this is one of those movies that have like a lot um, there's always something in a movie where, I don't know if it's the editors or whatever, they, somebody doesn't catch something, right? Do they just not reshoot or, because there's something that happens in Back to the Future 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers that. It's at the very end where Doc shows up with his family in the train. Oh, so I while, know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> so while he's speaking, like the little boy in the background is like pointing to his penis area and... Um, so I was like, how does some, how does, that's like almost 30 years ago and, and like nobody caught that. I mean, how many times had you watched it by then and not had seen it? Quite a bit. Quite so, a bit. So there. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but no, I, that, that's the kind of stuff that, that, that I, I, I like watching. Yeah. I, I just think it's fun. So let me see. I think when you guys are on the show, we do actual ratings, right? Because yeah, because with other guests, I just say, hey, this is what IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes has it. But I wasn't even prepared for this. But do you want to give it a, a rating? Do we do five? I forget. We we do five on the cutaways. Right. So that's probably what it is then. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, this is definitely a five out of five. Five ugly wagon wheel coffee tables. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Uh, again, I wasn't prepared, so I, I can't even... <laughs> think of anything funny uh gosh oh this is so lame but i'm gonna give it a five pecan pies no say say pecan pie pecan pie pecan pie i don't even know what accent that is i don't think he even knew i think that's what they were talking about but no i i loved it i i think this movie is so hilarious Uh um i I really enjoyed uh, Sleepless in Seattle, but this one I think is a lot more f- funnier. And and the two leads are together, you know, in this mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, so yeah. I definitely need to check out you. You've got mail, but uh, I do want to buy this and uh, watch it some more. It's just it's so funny. It's so rich with dialogue. You can just keep yeah. watching it forever and ever and ever. <laughs> right, and that's what I have come to notice about her movies, Nora Ephron. You know, it's it's her writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think she also wrote Julie and Julia. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I enjoy that movie too for the dialogue. So I just found that out tonight when I was just kind of seeing what other movies had she had she done. So, um, but Justine, thank you so much for filling in uh, literally last minute. Yeah. This is the second time you've kidnapped me. <laughs> I sure did. This time I had you all, by my, uh, all for myself. Uh, she is referring to the episode where we did um, the Friends, Friends trivia. Friends trivia? <laughs> Friends trivia, where we were just in a group chat and we we're talking about doing something. And, and it was like 1 a.m. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I think we got done that late. I, I don't think we were. Uh, we started that time. But yeah, uh, but thanks again. Uh Tell the listeners where they can find uh, your guys' show and maybe something that you guys are doing next. 
Yes, uh, we uh, you you can find the cutaways at thecutaways.com and at Cutaways Podcast on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We are on iTunes and Stitcher and many places that you listen to podcasts. And uh, coming up, we have a very exciting episode, uh, What Women Want. <laughs> I like that movie. Oh, Peter. Oh, Peter. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> it's a, it's 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 interesting. It's yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, I I probably like it for different reasons, but there is a Chinese version of that movie. Oh, really? With Andy Lau. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because I've considered doing that for original <gasps> remake. Um, I I the last time I saw it, it's been a while, but the last time I saw it, it was on Netflix streaming. There you go. If you guys hadn't gotten the uh, DVD yet, maybe you can just say, hey, you know, we'll do the Chinese version. <laughs> I don't know if it's any better or whatever. But um, for me, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Paul Stalgic. Uh, you can find my other content. I do another show called We Got Five uh, at CorteMparts.com. Original remake I keep bringing up. That's uh, another show. We do that. On uh, the following films network, I do that with my co-host Michael Denniston. Uh, also, just seen something that uh, you did a few months ago, Face to Face, a movie you uh, edited, right? Yes, on Amazon. Yes, um, it's actually I have to double check this. It should be on Netflix this month. Whoa! Yeah, crazy. We got bought by Netflix, so yeah, Face to Face with the number two. <laughs> Right. I still want to check it out for sure. I, I told you that before and I haven't forgotten about that. So uh, I want to thank everyone again for uh, for checking out the show, uh, starting off the new year with a New Year's movie. Uh, if you're a new listener, please go back and check out some of the older stuff. We uh, have a great selection of uh, older movies and some new movies as well. So uh, that'll do it for this episode. We will see you guys later. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It had to be you. It had to be you I wandered around And finally found The somebody who Could make me be true Could make me be blue Or even be glad Just to be sad Thinking of you Some others I've seen might never be mean Might never be cross Or try to be boss But they wouldn't do For nobody else Gave me a thrill With all your faults I love you still It had to be you Wonderful you It had to be you Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.